speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, throughout America's history, we have witnessed and perhaps even participated in the tension and the fight for freedom. Yes, freedom. Freedom, it is a beautiful word, is it not? Just to say it, freedom is a wonderful word. Freedom is the ability to be free from restraints. It's the ability to think and act and to talk without being controlled by another nation or be controlled by another political power or economic group or social movement. Ah, freedom. Freedom, beautiful words. Unfortunately, though, as we see in America, one person's version of freedom is another person's version of slavery. It is true, what constitutes freedom for one person will be slavery for another. We are seeing this in America right now. And so when everyone is striving for their own version of freedom, well, it does not result in more freedom, but more conflict. That is to say, if two individual people, person A and person B, are both striving after their versions of freedom, it will result not in a compromise, but more often than not, them having to use power and control and intimidation to obtain Yes, their versions of freedom. And again, once a person wins their version of freedom, another person is enslaved. Now, while we do not want to get bogged down in philosophical and political arguments on this subject, it would be easy to do. Well, it is perfectly clear, though, as we look at history and as we read the Bible, that mankind has this peculiar and evil trait to seek freedom for oneself at the expense of putting other people into slavery. A simple look at the Old Testament will show us this. Yes, a simple look at the Old Testament, and we will see what happens with the Jewish people. As we know from the Old Testament, they were slaves to the Egyptians, and later on, well, it didn't get much better. They were slaves to the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Persians. And then there, right there in that first century, yes, in that first century, in the time of Jesus, 
Well, it was the Romans and the Herodians who enslaved the Jewish people. They were constantly being pushed around, pushed around by larger political parties, larger economic superpowers, hardly ever free, always, yes, always in slavery to someone bigger and stronger and more powerful. And so it really doesn't make sense, though, when we hear what those Jews said to Jesus in our reading from the Gospel of John. It does not make sense. They said this. They said, they said to Jesus, we are, we are descendants. We say it this way. We are, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. Again, this is a very peculiar and weird response. The response that day was essentially saying to Jesus that they did not need to be free, that they did not need to be free, for they were not in slavery to begin with. Pride came along and blinded them from their present reality, the reality of slavery to the Romans and the Herodians in that first century. And so they appealed to their independence by referencing their heritage with Abraham, who I might add was a free man. To the point, the Jews in our text from the Gospel of John, they did not understand the kind of freedom that Jesus was talking about. They did not understand. Now, please keep in mind that people have many different shapes and forms of freedom in our very diverse world. And as previously stated, one person's freedom is another person's slavery. And so let me be perfectly clear for us right now. Let us be very blunt and to the point. In this life under the sun, there will never be perfect utopia. There will never be a perfect political, never be a perfect economic, and never be a perfect societal freedom. In this life under the sun, there's no such thing as a perfect utopia on earth. It does not exist. And so all those dreams about freedom from those social justice warriors, all those dreams from clever politicians, all those dreams from the different cultural superstars, well, they're just that. They're dreams. And if they happen to establish their version of freedom for perhaps a small time, well, my friends, it creates slavery for other people. That is until that other group gets enough power to push back and establish their version of freedom, which then puts those other individuals back into freedom. And around and around and around we go, back and forth, power and control, manipulation, intimidation, freedom, slavery, freedom, slavery. Martin Luther, he struggled to obtain freedom in the 1500s. As you know, Luther lived in a time when the Roman Catholic Church was extremely Yes, extremely oppressive. Now, it is often believed that the Reformation was a time where the Lutherans fought to break away from the Roman Catholic Church, to establish their own church, as if they were taking their ball and wanting to go home and do their own thing. It is often believed, even in Lutheran churches, that Luther and his friends were all about breaking away from the Roman Catholic Church to somehow acquire and get freedom. My friends, this could not be further from the truth. Listen carefully. Martin Luther did not want to break away from the church. The reformers, the reformers never sat around drinking tea and, and having eggs and talking about their big plans about breaking away and establishing their own church. That conversation did not happen. In fact, let me tell you something that may seem very radical. If the Roman Catholic Church 
today, right now, right here, right now, if the Roman Catholic Church were to repent of its false doctrine, yes, if they were to repent of their false doctrine because they are indeed in error, we Lutherans should be ready to pack up our bags and return back to the Catholic Church. So what is going on here? Let me paraphrase a quote from a theologian that describes the 1500s, describes what was happening in that Reformation time. It's a very helpful and very powerful quote. Listen carefully. He says this, the Reformation, it was a time when men discovered in the dusty basement of the church a whole cellar of 1,500-year-old, 200-proof grace, bottle after bottle of pure scripture of God's freedom from the grace of Christ. One sip would save anyone single-handedly. The word of Christ, after all those centuries of trying to lift oneself into heaven by frantically pulling on bootstraps, well, suddenly turned out to be a clear and bold announcement that the baptized Christian was home before he even started. The baptized Christian was trying to fight for freedom when he was already free. End quote. God be praised. You see, dear friends, the freedom of the Reformers was not in their breaking away from the Roman Catholic Church. They did not set out to try and obtain freedom as if it was a carrot on the end of the stick by trying to be set free from Rome. No, my friends, they found freedom They found freedom. They found freedom in Christ and his word of grace. They already had freedom. The word of Christ gave them truth, and truth is that which set them free from sin's condemnation. That truth is what set them free from the devil's deceit. That truth is what set them free from the world's trickery. And so they were kicked out because Rome preferred slavery to freedom. And so, this Reformation Day, you and I, we together, we do not celebrate freedom from the Roman Catholic Church, but we celebrate freedom in Christ and His Word, His Word of truth. We celebrate freedom in Christ from sin's condemnation, freedom from the devil's deceit, and freedom from the world's lies. We celebrate with our forefathers the same Christ and the same word and the same freedom that they discovered buried underneath the layers of man-made traditions and the superstitions of the medieval church of that day. See, Christ says to us that freedom is in truth. And truth is not some ethereal floating thing off in the distance that you and I must jump for, but truth is located right there in the word, and that word is Christ And so while people in our world will continually fight for their own version of freedom, uh, you must know right now that true freedom, a freedom that lasts, and a freedom that we can all receive, is neither in politics, nor social justice, or economic equality, but in Christ and his word. Dear friends, please hear this. Freedom in Christ is not one's person's is not one person's freedom and another person's slavery. One more time. Freedom in Christ is not one person's freedom and another person's slavery. It is freedom for 
all of humanity. Freedom in Christ is for every person of every group, of every sector of life. Christ has atoned for the sin of the world. He has defeated the devil and given us truth. Truth in the midst of the world's lies. This is for you. And it is especially for your neighbor. But unfortunately, unfortunately, as we heard with those Jews that day in our text from this morning, those Jews who insisted that they were not in slavery, well, many today will not want to admit that they are in slavery to sin, death, the devil, and the ideologies of the world. You see, that is the catch-22 that we face in our world. Many will admit that we are somehow in slavery to a political system or economic system or a social system, but then at the exact same time, they will refuse to admit that they are in slavery to sin, the devil, and the ideologies of the world. Mark this. One can achieve a version of political, economic, and social freedom, but still be completely in slavery. Yes, still be completely in slavery. But you, but you, you baptized saints, hear this, you're not slaves, you are free, you are free in Christ. Even if you are in political, economic, or social slavery, you are not a slave. Yes, political and economic and social power can wreak havoc and cause tremendous pain in this life, sorrow and injustice in this life can indeed cause a great deal amount of sorrow. But this kind of enslavement is not eternal. As we've heard before, it is only a little while. And so do not fear that which can kill the body. And so hear this even more today. You, baptized saints, you have Christ, and Christ has you. You have his word of truth. And in the truth of Christ, you are free regardless of your circumstances in life. You see, in freedom in Christ, there's no condemnation in Christ. No more condemnation for those who are in Christ. Jesus says, the Apostle Paul says in Romans, there's no scheme of man in Christ. Nothing but truth in Christ. No power of darkness in Christ. Darkness is chased away in Jesus. You are free. And what is perhaps the best news of freedom in Christ? The best news for you. Unlike being in slavery, you have actually certainty in Christ. You see, when you are a slave and in slavery itself, you never know. You never know what the present or future may hold. A slave can never be sure of his present or future status in life. Political structures, economic powers, and social pressures seem to change all the time on the dime, which is why so many in our day and age live with such fear and such uncertainty. But this is not true with Christ and his freedom. It is not true for you. In Christ, you have freedom to rest with the assurance that as good or as bad as it gets, you have the hope of forgiveness in Jesus. You have the hope of the resurrection, the hope of everlasting life. And so freedom today, we lift our chins. Freedom is not the absence of slavery, but it is abiding with Christ and his word, his word of truth which you have this day, which you have in your ears, which you receive upon your tongues and into your bellies. You have Christ. You have his word. You have truth. And so chins up, smile, dear friends, and say happy Reformation. 
happy freedom to you in Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.